Welcome to another edition of Park Talk Podcast, the official podcast of the Naperville Park District. Hello, and welcome to Episode 2 of the 2023 State of the Park District Podcast, with our theme of district-wide sustainability. This episode is titled, Exploring What's Ahead for Parks and Recreation in Naperville. For this segment, I'm pleased to welcome Executive Director Brad Wilson, Director of Planning Eric Schutz, and Director of Recreation Andrea Coates. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Thanks for having you. us. Thank you. Following a year of soliciting community feedback through a wide variety of means, the Park District is now prepared to put that feedback to good use. Essentially, last year initiated a fresh start to really reestablish our organizational direction, and this year is a continuation of those efforts, with board and staff taking the next steps to implement the plans that were created using the input received. In this episode, I'd like to delve into some of the details of what was accomplished in 2022 and how that work is impacting the district and community in 2023. Additionally, through our discussion, I'd like to highlight some of the key goals for 2023 that will influence recreation in Naperville. So Brad, I'm gonna start with you. A significant portion, as you well know, of last year, we spent working on the elements to develop the district's new three-year strategic plan. First of all, please explain the purpose of a strategic plan. And secondly, walk our listeners through those key steps that were undertaken last year that helped us get to where we are now in the process. Absolutely. So the overall purpose of a strategic plan is to set goals for the district to develop uh, and develop a plan to really achieve them. Um, it identifies and confirms an organization's vision for the future and sets organizational purpose and direction by incorporating clear priorities and then measurable goals that we work from. Mm-hmm. Uh, key steps last year really started with engaging the community and gathering community input. Uh, and that started with the community interest and opinion survey that was conducted by the district last spring. And the information that we gathered from that survey was very useful and understanding really the priorities and the interests that uh, the community has for recreation and and for the park district. Um, But beyond the survey, we also conducted focus groups. We engaged uh, various uh, groups within the community to gather additional feedback through uh, whether it be focus groups or or other surveys. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we took all of that information, uh, really looked at it, shared it with our board of commissioners, and then engaged the uh, Northern Illinois University Center for Government Studies to come in and help lead the process of developing the strategic plan. Uh, And that included a a series of some additional focus groups, as well as workshops with our board and our leadership team uh, to take the information that we had heard from the community during the course of the year and then really develop those uh, goals and the priorities for the district moving forward. And I think that process worked really well. I mean, it was as you kind of enumerated right now, just there was a lot to it, a lot of detail, a lot of people involved in a lot of layers. And I think that that's really what helped us get the really valuable feedback that we need to move forward in this process. Yes, uh, and really it was a process. It's a lengthy process. Mm -hmm. It takes several months to to work through and to to gather the feedback, to really uh, evaluate it, and then work through the series of of gathering the input. It was something that uh, really began at uh, the beginning of 2022 Mm -hmm. as we started developing that survey. And as we enter 2023, we're working to finalize that plan to uh, ultimately bring it to the board for approval and and roll that out uh, really in the first quarter this year. That's great. And Andrea, a lot of Brad's answer talked about gathering feedback from the community, which is really an important part of, of what we do, listening to what our residents want. From a recreation perspective, what did you learn from that community input and what, how will that information help you shape where we go in the short and long term with regard to meeting residents' recreation needs? 
Sure. I think one of the major things we learned from the community this year is that there is a need for more recreation opportunities overall. Families want to participate in a variety of programs and events. The physical and mental health benefits of being active and socializing has been a main focus, and we believe this will continue into the future. Based on input from the community, we also learned there are a couple of areas that need additional attention, uh, one of which is the programming for our senior and adult population. Mm-hmm. This is a very diverse group with an array of interests and needs, and as our community continues to age, we know that these needs will continue to change also, and our plan is to align our programming accordingly. Uh, the other area of focus, I think, in 2023 will be our early childhood programming. We will look to add opportunities uh, for play and parental interaction in a less structured format. Um, As the hiring of staffing continues to be a challenge, present challenges for the SAGE group, uh, the less structured format will allow us to offer more programming with the SAGE group. But I think overall, we will just continue to assess um, and try to meet the needs of the community today and into the future. Well, I think what's interesting about what you explained we're really looking at both ends of the spectrum. You talked about early childhood and needing to take a look at that and really better serving our senior population. Yes, I would agree. And both of them have their unique challenges. Sure. Um, but certainly there's a lot of opportunities out there for both of them. That's great. Eric, I'm going to jump to you because I know that developing a new master plan for the district is something that's in the works for this year. Can you explain the purpose of a master plan? how often it's updated, and how it works with the strategic plan to move the district forward in a sustainable way? Absolutely. So the Naperville Park District Master Plan is a comprehensive, overarching document with the primary purpose of providing a roadmap for the future for the Naperville Park District. It provides clear direction on how to best provide much-needed recreational amenities, facilities, programs, and services. Uh, Per policy, the master plan is updated at a minimum of every five years, And the document itself has a planning horizon of 10 years to ensure that the Naperville Park District is always looking forward um, to best serve the community. Uh, The 2023 master plan will take into consideration the findings of the community interest and opinion survey, the market analysis, as well as the goals and objectives um, formulated uh, throughout that process uh, as part of the strategic planning development in 2022. With all of the quantitative and qualitative data gathered, and ultimately resulting in a key recommendations that consist of tangible capital improvements and initiatives to address community needs and enhance the patron experience, really for all ages and abilities uh, throughout the park system. So you would say that the master plan is a pretty important document for the district. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, yeah. quite important. Absolutely. Thank you for that overview. Appreciate that. So looking at our district-wide goals for 2023, the organization obviously has a full plate. which is pretty typical for us. And we've already discussed a couple of the key goals in the forthcoming plans. However, I also want to address some of the other initiatives that we're going to undertake this year. So Brad, another one of our goals and an area of focus for several years now has been recruitment and retention at the district. Of course, we've been challenged with staffing just like many other organizations in all different industries, particularly over the past few years. And can you explain what the district has been doing to address not only hiring needs, but also to ensure that we retain the great existing staff members that we have and kind of preserve that institutional knowledge? Sure. Well, as you mentioned, 
this has been one of the greatest challenges that has been facing the district as well as many other industries, mm -hmm. filling open positions. And uh, it, it's really key for the park district to be able to have enough staff to be able to provide all of the programs and services that uh, the, the community expects and that we want to, to provide. Um, so we have been really working very hard in this area to increase our recruitment for staff. Uh, and that's been a collaborative effort between a number of different departments and, and working with our human resources as well as our marketing team uh, to really find new ways to promote and, and look to, to get people to, to want to work for, for the Park District. In 2022, as we look back, uh, we were actually very successful overall uh, when we look at recruiting. Uh, we implemented a number of new initiatives, uh, such as uh, visiting the, the, the parking lots that are located on Park District property mm -hmm. that uh, serves high school students and handing out water bottles with information about how to apply for jobs and how to learn about jobs with the, the Park District placing decals uh, on the sidewalks at many of our major parks and at our facilities so that people could see those and actually scan a QR code and, and be able to, to learn about park district positions. We increased our uh, employee um, uh, recruitment or referral program, uh, as well as introduced a, a new program for the public to if, if the public referred someone to the park district and they were hired by the district, they would receive a $100 park district gift card that they could use. Mm -hmm. All of these things were, were uh, unique ways to be able to go about and really increase our recruitment for staff. And actually, it was uh, recognized nationally uh, through news articles as well as staff presenting at the National Recreation and Park Association conference on the topic. In fact, we've had other states and other municipalities reaching out to the Park District to learn more about what we've done in this area. For retention, you know, something that we want to do is, is consistently hear back from our staff and, and know what's important to them. And this past year, we conducted uh, an employee engagement survey where we learned a lot about that. And there are areas where we're working to uh, make improvements, and those are being incorporated into department goals for, for the park district. But with that, we're, we're monitoring compensation, we're making adjustments to wages, and we're really working to maintain a culture of collaboration here at the park district. In fact, last year, the park district received the Exceptional Workplace Award from the Illinois Park and Recreation Association for just the environment that we provide to, uh, to our employees, which ultimately then benefits the community. Well, and that culture of collaboration that you mentioned, I think, is one of the best things about working for the Park District. It's one of the things that keeps me here. And I've heard from many other staff that that's really key to that longevity at the district. Absolutely. And, and that's something that, uh, you know, I continue to, to stress it uh, with the various department directors, our leadership team, that that's something that we do not want to ever take for granted. Mm -hmm. um, that is something that we've worked very hard over the years to create uh, as an organization and something that uh, we'll look to, to maintain moving forward. Eric, so another goal seeks to have staff leverage innovation with regard to overall district operations and maintenance while effectively managing workloads and meeting standards. Can you explain a bit more about what this means and what community members may see as a result? Yes, as you mentioned, this goal covers operational and maintenance innovations and practices that involves our parks department, as well as the trades and custodial divisions, uh, which are part of the planning department. With respect to the trades division this year, the focus is to improve operational effectiveness by reassessing preventive maintenance programs, as well as utilizing a work order priority system, uh, essentially between organizational divisions, which will enhance the quality of programs and services provided to the Park District patrons. Uh, for example, by minimizing and limiting downtime associated with repairing and replacing equipment, 
and support infrastructure part of our parks and facilities. Uh, this approach ensures that there is a high degree of flexibility and redundancy incorporated within park district operations. Another example of leveraging innovation is the energy efficient lighting system with push button controls associated with the new Rothermel family pickleball courts planned to open at Frontier Sports Complex this year. The system will provide a high quality level of illumination with controls to operate the system when only in use, uh, thus minimizing energy usage and related costs. I always love hearing about our continuous improvement initiatives because that is such an important aspect of what we do. Thank you. Andrea, volunteers have long been an integral part of the district and as they help to facilitate many of the programs and events that we offer each year. However, much like hiring, it's been a challenge and a slower process to get some of the volunteer groups back and in, in volunteering with us again. Um, knowing that rebuilding our volunteer program is a key priority for this year, what are you hoping to see in terms of volunteer involvement at the Park District? Well, first of all, I think I need to clarify, while we face challenges in some areas of our volunteer program, there are other areas that continue to thrive. Mm -hmm. uh, one such example is our volunteer coaches within our youth athletics. Um, we have seen a tremendous return rate since the pandemic, and we so appreciate their involvement. Uh, the other area that we continue to face challenges, though, is with the return of our large groups and or club volunteers. Um, the, uh, we believe during the pandemic, many of these groups ceased altogether and we just haven't seen them quite mm -hmm. return. So our goal for 2023 is to get out in front of these groups and provide attractive opportunities that meet the needs of each individual group. Whether it is by providing a project-based opportunity within our parks or opening up different opportunities at one of our many special events, we know there is an opportunity for everyone and our goal is to make those connections and get them back with us this year. And if individuals or groups are interested in volunteering, what's the best way for them to get that ball rolling? The process is actually very simple. Um, if you are an individual looking for volunteers to volunteer, it is best to visit our website where you can find step-by-step -step instructions on how to apply. Um, our website also provides the most up-to-date listing of volunteer opportunities that are available. Uh, now, if you're looking to volunteer as a group or a club, it is best to get in touch with our volunteer manager, Becca Kriskowski. She will work directly with you to find an opportunity that fits and meets the group's uh, needs while supporting the needs of the district as well. Great. Well, I look forward to seeing growth in that program this year. Yeah, thank you. So the last goal, Brad, that I want to touch on is the reopening of Springbrook Golf Course following some very major renovations. Although I'm going to go more in depth with golf staff in episode four, I'd like to hear your thoughts regarding the significance of these improvements and how they address sustainability of golf in our community. Sure. Well, the Springbrook renovation is a very significant uh, project, uh, quite a large construction project that began in August of 2022, uh, which resulted in the co course closure, the planned uh, closure of the course. And we're excited to be able to reopen it this year. Um, included in the project is a rebuild of all of the tees, all of the bunkers that are found throughout the course, as well as the, the green surrounds and drainage improvements. And really, these improvements are going to help sustain interest in our golf courses and the game itself by taking care of our assets and providing golfers with a great experience. It, it really is going to improve the experience of golfers, especially after large rain events mm -hmm. uh, with the improved drainage and the improved bunkers that we have at, at the course. And not only is it going to improve the, uh, or positively impact the quality of the experience for the golfer, 
uh, but it's also going to improve how the district is able to maintain the course and, and allow our crews to be able to get on the course quicker and to get the course into better condition, uh, again, after large rain events. And that's pretty exciting, and I think we're looking to open that uh, late spring, early summer. Late spring, early summer. Uh, the construction was completed last fall, and now it's a, a matter of uh, the turf growing in and getting to a point to where it can be played on. So right. uh, fingers crossed for a, a good spring. And that an we early have, spring. Uh, an early spring, <laughs> and that we have uh, great growing conditions for the, for the grass to really reestablish. And then finally, before we conclude, Eric, I know you always have a, a rather lengthy list of capital projects, and 2023 is no exception. Can you provide a, a brief overview on the 10-year capital plan, kind of explain how the capital projects are funded, and then also give our listeners an overview of the various capital projects that they can see this year? Yes, so the 10-year capital plan, uh, we also refer to it as a uh, capital overview. It's a living document which assists the Park District in effectively tracking and implementing improvements. Uh, the document considers inflation and material and labor increases with the ability to swiftly adjust project estimates and implementation schedules as construction costs and market trends fluctuate. And this really came into play and greatly assisted us with the whole pandemic and then mm -hmm. now as we're in the recovery efforts. Uh, capital projects are primarily supported by capital funds, which are allocated within the uh, Park District's annual budget, as well as by other forms of alternative revenue. And some examples are grants and donations. The 2023 capital budget includes development of new parks and facilities. Uh, and also we look at repairs and replacement of existing recreational amenities and support infrastructure. In total, there are over 100 capital improvement projects, initiatives, and purchases planned for this year as part of the 2023 capital budget. Uh, with respect to new parks and facilities, the construction of two new parks uh, with recreational opportunities for the community to enjoy are slated for Naper Commons Park and Heritage Place Park. Napier Commons Park is a new park located north of I-88. Per the city of Naperville's land cash education ordinance, the park district received land for public open space as part of the Pulte Homes Napier Commons development. Uh, this new park includes a playground with port-in-place rubber surfacing, a basketball court, a plaza area, 80 accessible pathways, shelters, and site furnishings. Uh, this park met substantial completion late last year and is ready to be conveyed to the park district very soon. And we can't wait to uh, host a ribbon cutting event at this park uh, this spring. Uh, next is Heritage Place Park is in the former location of College Park near downtown uh, and will include a playground, an AD accessible pathway, uh, benches and other amenities for residents and families to enjoy. The park district will be receiving this park also through the land cash dedication ordinance. We are hoping to accept the park um, through conveyance and install the recreational amenities for the community to enjoy in the very near future. Uh, in regards to repair and replacement of existing recreational amenities and support infrastructure, it's also important to mention that playground renovations are planned for Gardner Park, Hobson Grove, Timber Creek Park, and Willoway Commons mm -hmm. this year. And then there are other really important key 2023 capital projects that we wanna to touch on today. Uh, first is the Centennial Park Skate Facility Renovation Project. The facility was first developed in 2004 and is really in need of renovation due to heavy use and resulting wear and tear, which is actually a good thing because our users enjoyed this site throughout the years, utilized it, and now it's time for a renovation. In 2022, the Naperville Park District conducted an extensive community outreach initiative that involved skaters and neighbors and all kinds of members from the community. Uh, the community input received in the summer of last year really assisted us 
and the project team in formulating the final Centennial Park Skate Facility design in preparation for implementation this year. And late last year, another key point to relay uh, about this project, the uh, Naperville Park District received a commitment of $120,000 through the Rothmerell Family Fund of the DuPage Foundation. In consideration of this funding and community su support, the Park District has plans to name the facility the Rothermel Family Skate Facility. Next, there is the Frontier Sports Complex Rothermel Family Pickleball Courts Development Project. In response to the growing need for this outdoor recreational amenity that promotes health and wellness, six new dedicated pickleball courts are ready to be opened at Frontier Sports Complex this spring, summer. The Frontier Sports Complex site offers the necessary support infrastructure and facilities for this type of amenity, including the South Maintenance Facility, uh, existing ve vehicular parking lot, lighting, buffering, and restrooms. A grant award in the amount of $100,000 for the Rothmerell Family Pickleball Course Project is being provided through the Rothmerell Family Fund of the DuPage Foundation. Again, we are just very appreciative of this level of community support. And last but not least is the Knocknells Park Frank J. Russ Pavilion Development and Site Improvements Project. The Frank J. Russ Pavilion and Site Improvements are planned for Knocknells Park in 2023 as a result of a very generous donation in the amount of $250,000 from the Frank J. Russ Trust to assist with funding the project. The new pavilion will uh, provide support uh, of Park District's outdoor educational recreational programs and provide visitors uh, at the park with an area to picnic and really enjoy this beautiful natural recreational area. Uh, the pavilion is proposed for the upper grove of Knocknells Park, which is located on the south side of the DuPage River and accessible via the existing bicycle and pedestrian bridge. So that kind of rounds out the, um, the main capital projects planned for this year. Nothing like stating the obvious, but it's going to be another busy year. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> One of the things that struck me as you were talking and I know we're covering this in another episode, actually episode five, but we're going to be looking at ways that the community can support the park district. And I know in 2022 and carrying over to 2023, we've had a lot of generosity in the community. And as you mentioned, we're very, very um, overwhelmed and just it's so wonderful that the community likes to support the park district through these various um, amenities that are coming to the community. And that's one thing that I sort of feel is, has kind of taken center stage, which is, is wonderful for residents in Naperville? Yeah, I really think there's uh, community members and organizations that really see as the, the park, Naperville Park District, as, as Brad mentioned, as a, as a key partner, mm -hmm. as someone that they wanted to link up with and to provide these programs and services to, to further enhance the, the patron experience and, and just the, you know, the, the wonderful aspects of this community. So it's really nice to be in a community that the community supports the park district and understands the mission and the vision that we're trying to, to provide. Definitely. Well, thank you, Brad, Eric, and Andrea, for your time in the Park Talk podcast studio today. I appreciate your insight and explanation on what the community can expect this year. And I look forward to seeing all the growth and progress at the Park District. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. The Naperville Park District's mission is to provide park and recreation experiences that promote healthy lives, healthy minds, and a healthy community. Park Talk podcast is a production of the Naperville Park District. Park Talk.